This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church podcast. My name is Ken Dollar Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And I just wanted to start off by making this offer to you. And uh, don't worry, it's not going to be like Gensu knives <laughs> or anything like that. But as a church, we really do want to support you. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are in need of prayer, here's what I want to encourage you to do is pick up your phone and for your texting, text at sign up ECC at the at symbol S-I-G-N-U-P-E-C-C to this number, 81010. And so here's what will happen with that, is it will give you a chance to be able to communicate with us anonymously. We won't have access to your information or anything like that. I think the only thing that you do is you put your name in, but other than that, that's all the information that we will have. And so with that, it's a way for you to be able to communicate with us. So you could send that. And then also, and then what we'll do is I'll respond back and say, thank you so much for signing up. Really appreciate you. And then what you can do is you can text us your prayer. And I'll be committed to praying for you. Now, I want to be honest with you. I want to let you know that this is also our way for communicating with those who are also interested in Encounter Community Church. So we do use it to let people know about our live stream that's coming up, our vlogs that are coming up, our podcasts that are coming up. So so we want to let, and then also any other thing that we might have happening here at the church. So I want to be candid. I want to be real. I want to be honest with you that we do utilize this tool for that, but it is also a tool for you to be able to communicate and interact with us. Meanwhile, having your privacy protected. And at any time, if you decide that you want to leave it, then when you receive a text, you can just type at leave and then you're out. At, at the at sign, leave and then you're out. So again, it's just a way for you to be able to interact with us and let us know what your prayers are. No doubt, in dealing with COVID-19, it's challenging. We're hitting a point where people are now starting to really wrestle. They're wrestling with, am I really going to be able to make it through this thing? I know that there have been rumblings across the United States of people saying, hey, it's, we need to open America back up. We need to get things moving. But I think if we really listen to the experts, I think we'll see that it's it's too soon for us to do that. But I get why people would want to do it because they many of them are struggling financially. Many of them. Now, I, I did see a news story where a woman was protesting saying, open up America right now, look at my hair. And she bent her hair down and you could tell it had not been dyed for a while. Let's just say... She needs to wash that gray right out of her hair. That's what she wanted to have happen. However, I don't think that's a legitimate reason for opening America back up. Now, there are some people, again, who are legitimately wrestling, who are legitimately struggling, struggling, and I get it. 
And I think that that's why it's going to be so important, again, for us to be able to come alongside one another, support one another, encourage each other through such a time as this. Because the only way that we're going to make it is we're going to make it together. We're going to make it together. So again, if, if you do need prayer, feel free to contact us that way. Uh, you can also feel free to email me at encountercommunity18749 at gmail.com. You know what? I will put all of this information in our in the description so that way you can have it and be able to follow up with whatever it is you want to follow up uh, with as well. But again, this is a time for us to come together, which is really interesting because I started a, a brand new series this Sunday called I'm Out. And the idea behind it is when you've lost faith in your faith. And really the goal of this series is to speak to those who have decided to just walk away either from church, from God, or from both. Just like spiritually, you, you may not be done spiritually, you, you just may be done with God or church. And, and one of the things, and that's what we talked about this Sunday, is we just kind of dealt with this feeling that many of us have that there is a problem with Christianity. And because of that problem, people are, they're leaving, they're walking away from Christianity in droves. Uh, they, they call it the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, the rise of the nuns. And, and basically, here, here's what those people are, is when you're taking a census and they ask you what your religious affiliation is, they give you a list of, a list of choices, and then from there, the very last list is none. The very last thing on the list is none. And they're seeing that more and more people are marking none. I'm interested to see what the results will be from this 2020 census, uh, if that number will grow. It has been growing progressively over time. The last time the census was done, about 23% of Americans said that they were nuns. Uh, that they categorize themselves that way. 35% of people that were millennials classified themselves as nons as well. So again, and it's, it's not that they are anti-religious. They may not even be anti-church as a whole. It's just because the, the experiences that they've had have been so tough where they've dealt with some people that have been, for lack of better term, knuckleheads. And so because of that, they've given up on church. They, they, they've walked away. And I, I, again, I understand that. I get it. But one of the things that we have been talking about, and, and we've been asking this question, we talked about this in our vlog this week as well. And the question is this, does one bad apple spoil the bunch? And I know when we're talking about church, and when I say church, I'm talking about capital C, there may be a bunch of bad apples, or, or a lot of bad apples. But do those bad apples spoil the bunch of church as a whole? And again, my answer to that question is no. Now, yes, it is true that churches are ran by flawed human beings. We're not. As pastors, we would like to be able to hold ourselves to a higher standard. I think God holds us to a higher standard. But the truth is we're still human and we're still flawed. So our pride can get in the way, our lust can get in the way, 
Uh, I mean, we, we can we can go through the list. Our greed can get in the way. Our arrogance can get in the way. And, and, and what happens is that for many times, the church tends to follow the example of its leaders. This is why when Jesus Christ was in a conversation with the religious leaders of his time, he said things like this to the people who were listening. It says, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, this is Matthew chapter 23 at verse 1, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach, or they don't practice <laughs> what they preach. So listen to what they say, but don't do as they do. And it goes on, it says, they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. And then later on in verse 13, it says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves and you don't let others enter either. So Jesus begins to give this just this stinging criticism of the religious leaders of his time. And that's what basically the religious the religious leaders as well as the Pharisees, the Pharisees are basically this group of people that would read the law of Moses and then try to interpret it and then give it to the people for the people to be able to follow. But what they did is they looked at the letter of the law and not necessarily the heart of the law and made it so much more difficult for people to be able to follow God. They, they gave these impossible standards that maybe even they couldn't follow themselves. Or they took these laws and they manipulated them so it would be to the advantage of the Pharisees, but to the, to the disadvantage of those who were following God as well. So, so they used it as a means of, of control. They used it for a means of, again, manipulation. Now, does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar when it comes to some of the church experiences that you've had? Now, realize this is Jesus talking to the people. He's talking to the religious leaders. He's talking to his disciples. But you know what? I, I think what Jesus wanted to do is he wanted to make sure his disciples were able to follow his particular example. So I think he wanted to point out the Pharisees and say, hey, I want you guys to follow my example. Don't be like those guys. Don't be like those guys. And I think Jesus would say some of that to the church as well. So for those of you who are listening and you've been hurt, disappointed, or let down by church, I wonder if those who have let you down have the same mindset as the Pharisees, the mindset of control, the mindset of manipulation. And again, maybe their own pride, their own arrogance, their, their own challenges got in the way of what God wanted to do in them. I, I've, I've seen it where leaders start out with, with the best of hearts 
and then they begin to build something and, and somewhere along the lines things begin to change within them and and I know like I, I've had bad experiences in church myself being a pastor and, and I'm not talking about the people that I lead but I'm just talking about in other previous church experiences I've had people judge me I've, I've had people come to conclusions about what my intentions were I mean, I can go through the list of just some of the bad experiences that I've had in church, and I can tell you stories of bad ex examples or, or bad experiences that I've had in church throughout my lifetime. But I've been able to come to this realization that it's not necessarily the church that's bad, it's the people that either lead it or the people who are involved that are bad. So. Uh, with this, I just want to encourage those of you who are listening, again, to, to just not give up on church. Maybe what's happened is because people have gotten distracted and what it meant to follow Jesus, it has spilled over and it has affected you. I think one of the reasons why Jesus was challenging the Pharisees and the religious leaders of his time is because he wanted them to understand that your decisions, your actions really do influence the lives of those who are trying to follow God and, and, and get to know him. And let me tell you this, it's important for you to understand this too, that for leaders who misrepresent God, who are controlling, who are manipulative, I want you to know that one day their time will come, that they will have to stand before God and they will have to give an account for their choices that they've made and the fallout from those choices. They will have to give an account for that. But in the meantime, I don't know if that necessarily helps you with your pain from what you've had in your previous church experience. I, I, I don't know if it does. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it does feel good to know that, that that, hey, you, you are going to have to answer to God for the choices that you've made. You're going to have to answer to God for the wrestle that I have with my own faith, with the fact that I've decided to walk away from everything. You're going to have to answer to God for that. But again, I don't know how good that makes us feel. I hope that for you, maybe it alleviates some of the pain that you have in your life. But with this, I just want to give one ringing endorsement <laughs> for church. Just like you had the Pharisees on the opposite end of the spectrum, you had the disciples who were also not perfect, but they were being invested in by Jesus. They were growing, they were developing, and they were doing the best that they can in understanding what it meant to follow Jesus. And then when Jesus ascended into heaven, he placed the church into their hands and they did the best that they could. Sometimes they messed up too, <laughs> but they did the best that they could. And I'm saying all that to say this, there are still churches out there that are doing the best that they can. They're trying to walk this path. They're trying to honor Jesus. They're trying to make a difference in their community. They're trying to not be judgmental. Yes, they're trying to communicate the truth. Yes, it is true that, that if you decide to follow Jesus, 
And for people that do not decide to follow Jesus, yes, it is true that there will be some, some distinct differences. There will be some elements where we don't agree. There will be some lifestyles in which we don't agree. That's a given. But again, one of the things that I like to say is when you read through the scriptures, even the people who were not like Jesus liked Jesus. And I think the reason why is because he was so loving towards them. And, and the one thing I, I think of, there, there's an example in the scriptures of this guy who comes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, hey, hey, hey man, uh, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? And the scriptures say that Jesus gave this guy a list and the guy's response was, <laughs> I, I got that down, Jesus. I, I do all this. And in one of the Gospels, it puts it this way, and I love this. It said that Jesus looked at him and loved him. And I wonder, what was in Jesus' look? Because this was written from the perspective of the observer. The observer looked at Jesus and saw how Jesus looked at this guy, the guy whose life was very different, because then what Jesus does, he says, well, then sell all your possessions and give it to the poor. And it says that the guy walked away disappointed because he was rich. Now, I, I wanna make this really clear. This is not a, a point where I'm saying if you're rich, you need to sell all of your possessions. There are plenty of examples in the scriptures where people donated their money willingly and it gave them a measurement. I, I think for this guy, Jesus knew that money was his God. He knew that. And so he knew that in order for, for this, this, this control, this money control to be broken in his life, he had to surrender it all and get to a place where he ultimately had to trust God. But I, I love going to this. Here's this guy that lived a life still fundamentally different from the life that Jesus wanted him to have, yet the observer was able to look at Jesus' interaction and see that Jesus looked at this guy and loved this guy. Even though he knew that this guy was going to walk away from him and continue to live a life in polar opposition to the one that he needed to live. So I, I again, I, I say all that to say this, is that maybe as a church, this is where we can grow. Maybe this is where we can develop. Maybe, because it, it is possible, it is possible to fundamentally disagree on a subject matter, yet still be supportive, yet still be encouraging, and, and dare I say, loving. Loving. I, I think it's very possible to do this. And my challenge is, church, it's time for us to get that right. And my encouragement to you is if you've given up on church, hey, don't. Continue to go out there. And I get it. I get it how it can be difficult. You know, if you stop going to church and then you stop getting up on Sundays, you know, you start watching the game, 
maybe you work really hard during the week and Sundays is one of the days you have off and it's your one day to spend time with the family. You know, I, I, I get all of that and you, you fall out of the momentum. And so it's hard to get back into the practice of going to church. But still, I would say, check them out because there are some great churches that are out there. Now, here's the beauty of what's happening with COVID-19 is a lot of these churches are online now. So you can go and you can check out live streams and you can be able to kind of pick and see the messages that you're hearing. Does it resonate with you? Do you like it? And then maybe once COVID-19 is done and you've checked out a few churches, maybe you could create a list and say, okay, I've narrowed narrowed it down. I'm going to check out this church, this church, and this church to see if it still fits who I am and what it is that I'm trying to build. And not only, more importantly, can I go there and can it be a place where not only do I meet Jesus, but I see Jesus. I see his heart, I see his love, and I see this church doing the best that it can to do so. And if you find that, Step into that. Now, I would love to be able to say that Encounter is that place. (laughs) We're trying to build it. We're doing the best that we can. And we would love to have you here as a part of our family and doing the best that we can as well. But again, I will say this. I'm flawed. I am flawed. But I think for me, if you point out where my flaws are, I will do the best that I can to work on them, to grow in them. But I am I'm a work in progress, just like you, just like everyone else. I am. So I will make mistakes. It's just part of the process. But I am committed to growing and to developing and learning. And I think that's the kind of pastor that you want to follow. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because I know some great pastors out there. And the one thing that they're able to do is they're able to be honest with, hey, here are my struggles. Here are the things that I wrestle with. And again, I don't have this all figured out, but I'm on this journey with you. That's the kind of pastor that you want to follow. If you step into a church and the pastor acts like he has it all figured out, that he has his act all together, that he is Jesus Christ incarnate. (laughs) If that's how he acts, leave that church. Don't pass go. Don't collect your $200. (laughs) Just get out uh, because that pastor is not honest with this congregation, nor is he honest with himself. So when you can follow guys that can admit that, hey, I'm trying to figure this out and I'm flawed, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to process this, when you, when you can find those kind of guys, those are the churches that you want to connect with and belong to. The guys who are able to admit their flaws, their flaws and say, hey, I'm going to do everything that I can to work on it, to grow and to develop. That's the kind of church that you want to find. Because odds are, if he's honest about his flaws and knows that he's trying to process through, If he's honest with himself about his flaws, he's also going to be someone that's less judgy about the flaws of others. When he's honest about his flaws, he realizes that he stands where he stands because of the grace of God, because of the magnificent, incredible, wonderful love of God, that God has forgiven him or her, that God has restored him or her, that God has renewed him or her. And when that person 
is able to do so, then again, they're able to look at you and love you and encourage you and support you. And you're less likely to find someone that's going to judge you. So I would encourage you. That's the kind of church that you want to look for and that you want to be a part of. I also wanted to talk to those of you who are listening. And again, if you've given up on church and you've given up on God, but you listen to this podcast, I thank you so much. But I do want to talk to you who've given up on God. And I, I wonder for those of you who've given up on God, the same way that you have those teachers who are flawed, sometimes they have their teachings that are flawed as well. And maybe what they've done is they've painted a picture of God that is inconsistent with the scriptures. And, and so because it's inconsistent with the scriptures, what it does is when you go through a challenge, you fall away. I'll give you a prime example. I'll give you a prime example. There's this, this Christian artist that I know, not know personally, but I, I know of. And at one point, uh, he had written some of the most incredible worship songs in the church, like churches were performing his songs everywhere. And then what happened is he and, well, his wife got pregnant, they had a child, and that child had some health issues. And so they asked their church to pray. And, and their church's response was, well, God will heal your child if you have enough faith. God will heal your child if you have enough faith. Sounds good, but let me tell you, that is theological baloney. It is. It is. It's theological baloney. Sometimes kids get healthy. Sometimes they don't. It doesn't mean that God does not love them. It doesn't mean that God does not come to work. There are times where I've seen God step into the lives of others miraculously, but I've also seen that there are times where people struggle. But Again, and I like to say this, that the struggles that we have, just because our struggles are impossible, they're difficult, does not mean that God is not good. That God is still a good God, even when we go through our struggles. But that's not what this guy was being taught. And so he began to wrestle with his faith. And then what would happen is he would be at concerts, and he'd be leading worship at concerts. And he would communicate like, man, I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling, and, and here's some questions that I have about God. Here's some questions. I'm, I'm having doubts in my faith. And rather than surround this guy and love this guy, the Christian community pounced on this guy. They judged this guy. And, and I won't say the Christian community as a whole. There were some voices out there that were compassionate, that were caring. But, you know, here you have this church that's telling you you don't have enough faith. And then you have this group that's telling you you shouldn't be talking about what you're talking about. You shouldn't be having a doubts. How can you write all of these great songs and have all of these doubts? And so as a result of that, this guy is now an atheist. He's now an atheist. He and his wife have completely given up and walked away from God. And I think the reason why is because the picture of God that they were given is inconsistent with the God of the scriptures. And I think that that may be the reason why many of you who are listening, you've walked away from God. Maybe you were going through a challenge and you really needed an answer. 
and again, your church blew you off. Maybe you were told you're not allowed to have doubts. Like if you follow Jesus, you cannot have doubts. If you have doubts, it means you don't have faith. And again, theological garbage. However, when you're told that, and then you can't reconcile it, what do you do? Well, fine. If that's the truth, then I'll give up on my faith. So some of you who are listening, I know that that's your heart, and I know that that's your struggle. And again, for those of you that have given up on church, for those of you that have given up on God, and if those are the reasons why, again, on behalf of the church with the capital C, I want to apologize to you. And I also want to invite you, please, please join us for this series. Check out our live streams. Interact with us. I would love to be, to, to hear your story. I would love to be able to just walk through this journey with you and just to be able to see what the church has done. And, and maybe we can rectify some of that. Maybe we can bring healing in some of that. I'm still limited in what I can do but I'll, I'll do the best that I can. I'll do the best that I can. But again, I, I just wanna let you know that if God has been misrepresented to you, that's not God's fault. That's the fault of the teacher, the preacher who misrepresented God. And he or she will also have to answer to that one day as well. So I'm hoping that somewhere in you, and maybe that's the reason why you're listening to this podcast, is somewhere in you there's still that desire. Like there's still that, maybe I can find hope. Maybe there's a place. Maybe I can reconnect with God. Maybe, maybe I can get some answers. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And that's why you're here. And again, if so, I just want to say thank you. And I really want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to walk through this with you. So please join us for the rest of the series. Please feel free to interact with us. Feel free to interact with me. I would, again, love the opportunity. Maybe when COVID-19 is done and we can actually go and Coffee Bean is open <laughs> once again or Starbucks is open once again, I would love to sit down with you and have coffee with you. And one of the things I've made it really clear, the goal of this series is not to debate. The goal of this series is not to argue. Because here's the truth, if, if I can argue you into the kingdom, then someone with a better argument can come and argue you out of the kingdom. So that's not our goal either. But it's to hang out, talk, share our stories with each other, interact with each other. And I'll tell you again, I don't have all the answers. I don't. And I'll be honest with you. If you ask me a question, I don't know, I will tell you, I don't know. And I'll do the best that I can to find an answer for you. But I'm, I'm going to be real with you as well. But I would, again, I, I, I would love, I would love the opportunity to be able to interact with you. So again, thank you so much for allowing Encounter Community Church to be a part of your story and a part of your journey. As we wrap up, I wanted to share some exciting news uh, one of the things, we, we found a piece of technology now that is going to allow us to be on YouTube Live and Facebook Live on Sunday mornings. So starting this coming Sunday, we will be on both 
So it'll be easier for you to find us and find our services and be able to worship and, and celebrate God and who he is along with us. And again, don't miss part two of this series of I'm Out as we talk about why people are walking away from their faith and maybe we can begin to learn and see some hope in God and, and who he is and maybe deal with some of those questions. So I would love to have you join us for that. So again, Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., you will find us on YouTube Live as well as Facebook Live. So excited about that. So again, if you could do us a favor, if you could rate us, uh, if you would give us, if you would not give us a five, can you tell the reasons why so we can continue to improve our podcast? Just a reminder that Encounter is about three things. Love up, love out, love in. Love up, being madly and passionately in love with God, loving out. Let's do the best that we can to love our fellow man, especially with COVID-19 happening. Let's do everything that we can to show that love to others and then love in. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. As I say every week, pound the vitamin C, get some rest, get as healthy as you can, stay as healthy as you can. And hopefully through this, this whole COVID-19 thing will be done soon. But again, thank you so much for joining me. Take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at encountercommunity.church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at our church. And you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.